up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Hook them up on a Wednesday. Up over the hump Wednesday. That's right. we got to get you there. Got to get you to another football weekend. Longhorns flirting with the championship, but also flirting with disaster at the same time. Week by week, it's a, a cardiac situation for the Horns. But now they have some bulletin board material to plant uh, into their facility. Coming from Iowa State, we'll dive back into that. Also, uh, the big games of the weekend include uh, Georgia and Tennessee. See Dolly Parton's going to be at that game, Rod? Dolly Parton? I did see that. Yeah, I mean, everybody loves Dolly Parton. She's got one of the highest Q scores, Q ratings in the history of Q ratings, which basically is a, your popularity rating for celebrities. She doesn't have a lot of detractors. Um, but, yes, it basically, yeah, everybody loves Dolly Parton, everybody in America. She's one of those celebrities that kind of transcends the – the polarity and transcends like politics and transcends a lot of allegiances and, tri- and tribalism. Everybody just everybody seems to love Dolly Parton, no matter who it is. She doesn't divide, man. Yeah. She unites. Exactly. I will say that uh, good for Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart, the coach of Georgia, he actually knows who Dolly Parton is. That's a good thing. Remember, he didn't know who Miley Cyrus was recently. Well, well, well he probably should know Miley Cyrus too. Let's be honest, but, but I get that. He he does know who Dolly Parton is, but he did say he didn't know she was going to be at the ball game. Uh, so there you go. Uh, well, Dolly Parton, how old is Kirby Smart now? Uh, he's in his f- f- 40s. He's like, in his 40s? He said I, he, late 40s? He said, I have parents that watch the Grand Ole Opry. So he well, knew she, of her. Yeah, he, saying, like, her. he doesn't know her music very well, he said. Yeah, because he probably just knows her like sex symbol Dolly Parton, not the musical artist. Because she went through kind of the phase of well, art, musical with... artist. Then she was a sex symbol for a while. And that's when she got into her acting and all that kind of stuff. Kirby is 47. Oh, yeah, he's, no, he's, he's not 48, that. 47, 48 ish. He's not that old. Or he'll be 48 coming up. In he December. should remember her and her sex symbol face. Well, look, you, if you're, you know, I'm, I'm 50, nine, so I'm a couple years older nine than Kirby. To five. Uh, growing up, I knew Dolly Parton because she she had big boobs. That was it. Hey, sex symbol face. Like yeah, every exactly. joke we had in elementary school was about Dolly Parton. <laughs> that's what I, was like. I mean, yeah, I'm glad you put to me. That's what it was. I think that's that her sex symbol face. No, I did say when I was still. Oh, well, those real? Are those well, I don't we know that know I even, they were real. I don't know when I was a kid. I didn't even know that was a thing that there was real versus <laughs> we, not we real. Out Dolly Parton's boobs are real. Uh, I don't think anything on her is real. Um, to be honest with you, <laughs> I think we can take a look at her and. Make a decision. Well, no, no, I mean, we talked about back in the day. We talked about when she was original, when she was originally a sex symbol. Was oh. that real? Oh, was that? Oh. oh, man, when she was Grand Ole Opry and she was. Was that manufactured and, too? I think that was real. I think that was. That's what I'm saying. I wonder what the think they manufactured it back then. Well, but, but, you could do some augmentation. Point. Yeah. <laughs> Enhancements. You're talking, talking about the '60s with her. No, you're right, boob. Yeah, you're right. I back mean, then, back then, you could you could tell pretty easily today. Yeah, because yeah, they didn't have great surgery. The technological yeah, well, the... advances in today's modern. Now, science, I will so. say that when I was like six years old, I told you my mother oh. we lived in when I lived on the mean streets of Akron, Ohio, with LeBron. You know, oh, uh, yeah. back from 1972 to 1980, I lived in, in Akron. First eight years of my life, my mother was the executive secretary at the Coliseum, the Richfield Coliseum. That's where the Cleveland Cavaliers played and the, the hockey team at the time. And my mom was the executive, so she could get tickets to anything. We went to see. I sat in a what they well, didn't call it a luxury suite back then, Rod. They called it a loge. A loge. The loge. <laughs> a loge. I remember being six years oldish and saying, and sitting in a loge watching Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton put on a concert. Oh, there you go. The Islands in the Stream tour or whatever mm-hmm. it was. There and I'm go. pretty sure I fell asleep on the couch in the loge <laughs> listening to <laughs> Kenny Rogers and Dolly there Parton. You go. So I knew of Dolly Parton and her music. But, uh, yeah, then as you're a kid in elementary school, it's all about 
her chest and brought Dolly Parton jokes. Uh, okay, the first breast implants, 1961. She may have. Ah, she's got Dolly World ah, now. It might have been. Yeah, we don't know. But the, don't the, know. the word on Dolly, who will be at the game, that's why we're talking about this, she um, – like, like she has, it, she's so made up with her wigs and everything she does that yeah. when she's, like, she can cruise around Nashville and where where she lives there near Dolly World, and people don't recognize her, like, because she doesn't look anything like she normally would. Yeah, no, you're right. She about can that. disguise herself, mm-hmm. which is sense. which is part of the reason she goes to such extravagant extremes to look how she looks. So where in her she real is world, everyday life, you don't know who. Because the, the one thing is. you know about because you know, we know about everything about everybody, like the. If, if Taylor Swift or Travis Kelty breathe now, we know about it. The like you, she's been married this whole time. No one even knows who her husband is. I cannot tell you who that is. Right. Yeah. Yep. He's anonymous. Mm-hmm. Great point about that. So Dolly Parton with the IQ rating. She'll be at that game. Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure it'll be a blowout the way Georgia is playing right now. Tennessee just got beat by Missouri. Uh, we got college football playoff rankings. We got smack talk in Longhorns, Iowa State. We have Rod with a rant coming up. Now I'm looking at – I'm into boob uh, augmentation. <laughs> Careful. I'm deep down the rabbit hole. I'm just oh, trying boy. to find out if Dolly Parton's boobs are real. That's all. I'll let you know in a second. I'll I have an update for I, you. Yeah, I think it'll be speculative. I don't know if that's ever been confirmed <laughs> or denied. I'm looking for her actual quotes about her boobs. I love it. Hey, can I uh, mention this? I don't know. If you any of you watched it, let us know because uh, we told you this yesterday. Yesterday was kind of a, you know, in the, in the world of streaming and sports and broadcasting, was kind of a kind of a you know new, new day, new dawn. Netflix, which has been known for movies and streaming, right, till now, is now gone into their first live sporting event uh, to go live. They went last night. And it was a, a series called with F1 drivers and PGA pros playing golf. And it was kind of chaotic. They had Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch was there smoking a cigar interviewing players. That's great. <laughs> I love Marshawn They did a race where the, all the players teed off and then simultaneously had to race to complete the hole. Like then it became mm-hmm. like a foot race in, in your cart because obviously you have F1 drivers who are there to race in Vegas. And so let's, let's bring some racing to golf, which was kind of cool. I didn't watch it. You and I were doing the live stream on, uh, on, on Texas football, the YouTube channel there with Bobby Burton last night. Yeah. So we're having a good time there. But one thing I did see there, front office sports did a poll of those watching over like 700 people. And it says, if you're watching the next Netflix cup, are you enjoying it? 62% said not great. Thirty-eight percent said awesome of over oh, six hundred votes. Okay, so, there you go. Did not get thumbs up um, from a majority okay. of people. Here is Dolly Parton. She claims she's never had injections, but she has had them lifted because they're so big. I would imagine at this point she's had reductions. Well, you know. But she says she's sometimes never. Sometimes you need it. some support, Rod. Oh, I know, and those things are huge. So yeah, for her back issues, also, I imagine you got to get them lifted. I imagine she probably have to have them reduced too. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot as you get older, right? On your back, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so nice she claims. <laughs> when she was young, she could handle that. You know, what I mean, she, you know, they were perkier. I know but girls now, my age that have had to get breast reductions because their their back issues are so bad because of yeah no I can believe that, that problem well, my, niece, my niece had to do that actually yeah no it's a real thing like it's it's for real. Yeah. hey so um, and I'll say this you go back and look at Dolly Parton in the Grand Ole Opry days and some of her I mean she was a Stone Cold Fox I mean she oh, was un- the, 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 yeah, no before Farrah Fawcett she was the pinup yeah uh, all right so that's uh, kind of a little off the rails but we'll do it we do good stuff because we're on football rod mm-hmm. let's get to the other headlines though let's ask the question too did you watch the Netflix uh, Cup deal if you're a fan of golf or certainly a fan of F1 racing, you may have checked that out. Let us know how the production was and how it went. Anything with Marshawn Lynch, I'm in kind of thing. Oh, so, dude, he's such a wild card. That. You never know what he's going to say, and you never know what he's going to do. You know, remember the famous thing at the Super Bowl with I'm, I'm just here so I don't get fined? I'm just here so I don't get fined. I was, like, from me to you to him. 
I was standing there as he was doing that. Really? Because we were covering that Super Bowl. And, uh, wow. Uh, it, you know, that was out in Arizona. So we That's were there crazy. at the convention center. And I, it was media days. And I'm standing right here to me to you. And he says, I'm just here so I don't get fined. That was I'm awesome. just here so I don't get fined. I'm like, oh, man, this guy's the best. That was legit. I, it didn't have sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. Time. Oh, he was, he was high and out of his mind, I'm sure. <laughs> Marshall Lynch is Can legit. we get to the headlines? Top stories on a, on a Wednesday morning. Start with college football. Change at the top four now for the first time in this week's college football playoff rankings revealed last night. Georgia, the two-time defending national champs, have now moved to the top with previously top-ranked Ohio State dropping back to number two in week three. Uh, Michigan and Florida State hold on to their spots at number three and number four. Bulldogs have delivered their most impressive performances of the season this past two weekends. Uh, they beat Missouri two weeks ago there in, in Athens and then turned around and crushed 10th-ranked Ole Miss 52-17 this past weekend, so they moved to the top spot. Um, so the top four remains the same teams, just a little bit of a different order. Unbeaten Washington remains outside the top four at number five. They, again, are followed by Oregon, Texas, and Alabama. Missouri at eight and two now into the top ten at number nine. And then uh, Louisville has joined the top ten as well at, at nine and one. Longhorns hold steady for the uh, at number seven for the third straight week. According to head coach Steve Sarkeesian, they're much more concerned about this week's road trip to Iowa State than the CFP. Trip Dames, a primetime showdown with the Cyclones. will be Longhorns' first trip out of Texas since week two, and they won at Alabama. Iowa State is the first of or one of four teams tied for second place in the Big 12 at five and two. Uh, there's some smack talk going on, bulletin board material. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, trash talk, always a good thing ahead of the Longhorns' first, final ever Big 12 road contest. Busy night of college basketball, including the 11th-ranked Texas women. They improved to 3-0 in the young season. They demolished UT Arlington at Moody Center, 110-64. Taylor Jones led the way with 21. How about the early season doubleheader in Chicago? Uh, it was the Champions Classic, and in the uh, first game, uh, it was Duke topping Michigan State 74-65, and the nightcap was a great game. Uh, Kansas edged out Kentucky 89-84. Top-ranked Jayhawks got 27 points and 21 rebounds from their preseason player of the year candidate, candidate Hunter Dickinson. Uh, NBA last night, not a good night for the Mavericks or Spurs. They both got rolled in that in-season tournament. Thunder rolled past the Spurs, 123-89. Mavericks got drilled in New Orleans, 131-110. And baseball, uh, the award season underway. Baltimore Orioles skipper Brandon Hyde, the runaway winner of this year's American League Manager of the Year. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Double up discounts this month by getting 5% off any rental or purchase of steel outdoor power equipment by donating two non-perishable food items for Capital Area Food Bank. TopGun.net, we'll shoot you straight. Yeah, I can't believe we're sitting there talking about Iowa State talking trash to Texas, but that's the reality. Iowa State offensive linemen kind of may have opened Pandora's box a little bit because I think the Longhorns were trending toward playing, eh, you know, subpar football, uh, especially the last, you know, three of the last four games. I think this bulletin board material could be exactly what the Longhorns need. So I'm, I'm happy that Jared Hufford, is that his name? Hufford, yep. Hufford. Uh, I'm, he, he, trust me, Longhorn fans are going to know his name very well by the end of the week. Honestly, I'm, I'm glad he did what he did. I still haven't figured out the motive. It could just be. He is cocky and arrogant, but that's that's not really in the character of Iowa State to trash talk like that before the game. So maybe he's just really cocky and arrogant about the game plan. He's confident that they can give Texas uh, all they can handle and potentially pull the upsets. Or, and or, and my thing was, if he is confident and arrogant, 
has he not watched film on Texas and as an interior offensive lineman knows he's going to be going up against the best D tackle in the country. So is he trying to psych himself out because he maybe he's in that matchup. He's feeling insecure about it because he knows, man, I'm going up against the best D tackle in the country uh, and, and two, two, two top 10 rated D tackles. So the best duo uh, interior D tackles in the country. And maybe he's trying to psych himself out or maybe He's just trying to get everybody hyped so they can watch him. Maybe this is his chance to put something on film for NFL scouts. He believes that if he plays well against Madre Sweat and, and brings a lot of attention to it, that, hey, people will think he's a Sunday player. I have no idea what the motivation is. I'm happy that we got the bulletin board material. I'm just trying to figure out the motivation for the young man and what he's – why? Yeah, and he Why looks, you get he, it before the game? So, and we're having we we can't we play the audio. It's in mono, so we we you can only hear it on the app. So we're having a hard time uh, finding another copy of it because it came from a TV station uh, there in Des Moines. Uh, but the uh, Hufford said it's definitely going to be a heck of a farewell present. So pretty much predicting a win. They're going to come up here on senior night in the dark. I don't think they really know what's going to be coming for them. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to come out and figure it out. Ooh, uh, come says, figure uh, it out. We beat them four of the last five times they've been here, so they don't have a good record here. We have a distaste in our mouth for them. We definitely want to send them off to the SEC with the loss uh, on our end. Asked to elaborate, and, you know, they, they pressed him. He could have then maybe doubled it back a little bit. He did not. He did not. He doubled He down. said, ever since I got here, it was Iowa and Texas. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the thing. The horn's down all the time and whatnot, but it's just the program. Much like Oklahoma, they get all the big five-star recruits. They all have all the nicest stuff in the world, and they just think they're blank, don't stink. Wow. To put it in layman's terms, they're just humans. That's how I see it. They're people that have such a high ego that needs to get Checked. Need to be checked. Damn. And ego needs to be checked. There's, oh. a, there's a lot of little sound bites I, in there. I love. I, I'm saying this, this young man. I love the the scones. The I mean, he's got scones inside of smart cars. If he, if he was going up against you know somebody else uh, on the Texas defense or had another matchup, you know, I maybe I could see him talking some trash because maybe he's feeling confident. He's watched film on Devondre Sweat and Byron Murphy. There are, times, there are times that, that Tavondre Sweat is playing like Indomitian Sue back in the day, right? He did wrecking people, uh, oh, unblockable in single blocks. And so, you know, but he went up against him last year, right? They saw each other, uh, yeah, you know, did. more Ojimo and Con- Conry Coburn were there too. But, you, you know, so maybe there's some, some confidence that he's got a game plan. I don't know. I'm with you. I don't understand the motive, but I'm sure the Longhorns and Steve Sarkeesian are happy that it happened. Oh, they have Because that be. thing has got to be plastered everywhere. All those little quotes about egos and – We've got something for you. Um, on a loop. Well, put it on a loop. You're play exactly on right. Loop, man. Just play um, it. Also it on. on a loop, Rod, let's get to the rant of the day. Rod does two a morning in our five-hour morning sports conversation. Let's get the first. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car, any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. No, oh, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. Uh, just real quick before we uh, dive into some other uh, topics in Rod's rant of the day, did you see what the Big Twelve did on the sly? Yeah, they uh, they clarified their clarified. tiebreaker rules. Isn't that interesting? What, what, why did they need to do that? Because some people claim clarification a chance for a they change, that they changed the rules. And they said – Oklahoma's changed. They clarified it, but some, some people said they tweaked it a little bit too. 
in terms of when they cla- basically their interpretation of it is a little bit different than what everybody else thought the interpretation would be. Yes, and the Oklahoma fans were most likely because yes, because it, look if it ends up with Oklahoma with a chance to get in, the the Oklahoma fans' idea was that their win over Texas, because it, you know if you because look if you if you have the first tiebreakers head to head. Mm-hmm. But in this scenario of these four teams who are in second place and Texas in first place, if it all ends up in a tie, yep. which it very well could. Multiple team ties. Multiple, especially because Texas can win out and get in there, but then who's going to be the other team becomes the question, right? Yep. That's what exactly everyone's right. fighting about. Yep. And in the, in the, by, in the original rules, it says that the, you know, you're, the second – on down the, uh, the, the tiebreaker rules, Rod, are your record against the, the, the best teams, like the, 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 the mm-hmm. best next teams. Um, and Oklahoma's win over Texas, if they were in there, let's say Texas were in there at, at, as a one-loss team, well, that would be a great win for them. But essentially the Big 12 said, no, that's not going to count. That's not going to count. Because Oklahoma State didn't play Texas, so they didn't have an opportunity to equal you on that, so that's not going to count. Wow. Yes. Because <laughs> so, Oklahoma yeah. fans, after you know, getting – you know, law. You know, getting beat in Bedlam. Yeah. Turned around and smashed West Virginia last week, and they're still looking for a backdoor in to the to Big Twelve title game, game potentially. But and this kind of hurt their cause. Yeah. Not kind of did. Yeah. No, it definitely did. Because and we still knew Oklahoma State had an inside track, even with their uh, their loss to UCF. Still had the inside track, but there was outside hope that they get mo- that they said the multiple team ties that Oklahoma would get the nod and. Yeah, basically they put the kibosh. Well, listen, and this is why Texas, I mean, I know they don't want to lose, but if you lose and now you're back into that two-loss debate, I mean, this thing will make your head hurt trying to figure it all out and who's here. You don't want that. Because Texas did play and lost to Oklahoma. They didn't play. They did play and beat Mm K-State. They didn't play Oklahoma State. Now they're going to play. So if you were to lose to Iowa State, well, now Iowa State has a win over Texas head-to-head. Yeah, this game becomes you know humongous on Saturday night. No, there's no doubt about it, man. There's and I'm with you. It's it, for Texas, they just need to win. With style points, nobody cares about all that. Just win the damn game. And with that being said, thank you, Jared Hufford. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Jay Huff. We call him Jay Huff now. Jay Huff now. Okay. Jay, Jay Huff. You like that? The people know him. They know him so well now. He's going to become a household name for Lohan fans. So, uh, thank you. Thank you, Jay Huff. We appreciate that. Uh, all right. Let's uh, come can, can I ask you one thing go on ahead. that before you go, go to your please, thing? The, please do. As a player, oh, man. when you were playing, I can't how motivating was that? I mean, because because the, uh, the fans are going to go, come on, you should be motivated now. But there's a little extra juice when the, something like that happens. It is. And it didn't happen because social media has now made it so accessible. I mean, I think there were the little quotes like that. Maybe you had to go get, you had to, you had to go look for bulletin board material back in the day. Well, Michael Jordan it, and others would like create their own. Yes, true or not? Create your own, <laughs> or you exaggerate something that really wasn't a slight. You he, say something about my mama? Exactly. He was he was at dinner and then come say hi to me. He's like, what happened? You know, you just make up a slight when it really right. wasn't one. But now with social media, we've talked about it has really changed the amount of petty you see in sports and the bulletin board material. It's all over the place. Everybody's got bulletin board material all over the place. So, yeah, as a player back in my day, I remember, man, I think it was uh, Bethel Johnson. Was it Bethel Johnson? That's the a wide receiver, receiver, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we getting drafted by the Patriots. He's just a speed demon. I want to say before one of our games, he had a quote about um, – they were asking about the Texas DBs. I want to say the quote may have been – it was a good quote, actually. It was damn good. I'm not going to lie. It was actually pretty quick. He, wanted, he said something like, Jesus couldn't cover me if he had cleats. Somewhere along those lines, like he's like basically like couldn't could 
Texas defender was like, well, Jesus couldn't cover me if he had cleats on, which honestly is more of an insult to Jesus than it is to the Texas DBs. Uh, but that was that, that was kind of bulletin board material. I remember that kind of stood out to us. But it was hard, E, for that kind of stuff to make its way to us. Because it I mean, never, usually didn't get out of the locker room. It didn't get out of the locker room, right? That quote, you know, that was, it was rare for a, a member of the media to be able to extract something like that. Well, and then now, if it did, it probably stayed in Des Moines. It didn't yeah. make its way on the, the Twitter, and you had it immediately. Dude, now this, you had the players. They were commenting on it before we even got to it. Oh, yeah. They were all like, bet, ready to go. So it's, it's different. And like I said, I still don't know the motivation for this young man. I really want to know what it is. I, Almost, now I'm thinking too deep about it. I'm almost into something duplicitous and sinister, right? That is that Matt Campbell is trying to agitate Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy somehow, and somehow he's going to get them into this game, and they're going to be so revved up uh, and uh, so excited and so hyped that somehow it's going to work against Texas. Like, I, didn't, I still don't know. And maybe I'm just overthinking it. Maybe, you know, the, the young man's just – you know, maybe he walked out, there cameras with in his face. Third with his yeah, maybe he just. He might have went home and go, damn, what did I do that for? What I did, yeah. As soon as he walked out, maybe the guys went, dude, what the hell did you do that for? And everybody like was like, dude, that was stupid. We're trying to sneak up on these guys. Why would you do that? So I w- if I was if I was a team, if I was on that team and I was a starter, I would be upset. If I was like a baller, I'd be like, like one of the captains of the team. Yes, he may be, I don't know. He may be, but I'd be like, dude, why would you do that? Why would you poke the bear? Bo Davis is their position coach. He might be the most fiery position coach in the country. Not only the best D-tackle coach in the country, but he also might be the most fiery. You just gave this guy easy motivational speech material before the game. Easy. He already was probably going to give the motivational speech anyway because last time the Longhorns were there, that Bo Davis energy, uh, we saw that, and they needed plenty of it. After the game, they were embarrassed. But in this game, I still, like I said, I don't really understand the motivation. We'll have to get into it. Anyway, um, I want to get into a lot of stuff here in uh, Rod's rant of the day, uh, but we'll just stick to a couple of NFL trends that I've noticed. We'll just go to a couple of NFL trends. I told you yesterday that the NFL scoring is down, and actually the NFL scoring, league-wide scoring, is at 21.7 points per game. Uh, That's the fewest through 10 weeks since 2007. So the scoring is down. And we talked about the scoring being down for a number of different reasons. Hell, we've been referencing the unders <laughs> uh, for the last, I don't know, six, six to eight weeks, telling you, hey, always bet the unders, bet the unders. And the quarterbacks are also a big part of this, right? You have 14 teams now that have used backup quarterbacks. They set a, re- a record for rookie quarterbacks that have already started games with 10 of them so far, and you're just at 10 weeks through the season. So a big part of it is the quarterbacks. I've talked about how the, it's, we're in a golden era for young DBs because it seems like every team's got a, a really good young defensive back. Like I'm talking about an all-pro, Pro Bowl-level caliber one. The Texans got uh, one in Jalen Petrie. Should have two with Derek Stingley there. The Cowboys got a couple. What are you talking about, Diggs? Deron Bland right now is playing like an all-pro corner. It's just like you can, and you can probably throw that out there for a, half the teams, if not 20 teams in the NFL. And they're really young. They're in the, the first three years of the NFL. Where you're talking about Sauce Gardner. Or you're talking about J.C. Horn or uh, Patrick Sertain. It, it's just tons of them. And that's a big part of it, too, why the scoring is down. The defenses are just, right now, more equipped, better equipped, all right, with defensive backs that can handle all the cheat codes and force multipliers that you have to deal with on offense these days and the rules that are advantageous to the offense as well. They just acclimated to it, evolutionary adaptation. But here's something else that I found that's interesting. NFL punters. NFL punters are currently averaging 
over 47 yards per punt. They're at 47.4 yards per punt, 42 net yards per punt. Both are the highest since at least 2000 when they started keeping track of it. And they are pretty sure they're still doing the math and they're tracking it. They're pretty sure those are the highest ever, period, according to uh, True Media. Uh, continued a recent trend. Basically, you started looking at it. The NFL's punting average through the first 10 weeks of the season cracked 40 for the first time in 2015 and 41 in 2017. And that has now ridden a whole, has now risen, excuse me, a whole a, a entire yard. They say a whole yard, a full yard. And nobody really can, nah, nobody can really quantify what's going on with the punters and why the punters are punting so well. If the season ended today, three of the top four punting seasons in terms of yards per punt would be from 2023 and seven of the top 18 ever since like Sammy Baugh days back in the day 1940s that kind of I'm stuff i'm gonna blame australia they're churning in all these punters. you might be right e. you know <laughs> they got this punting e. academy you might be right about that i was well, better i mean those guys are well, like foreign players well look i mean that that, that punting academy in, in australia is no joke yeah. michael dixon came through that camp and these are guys who are typically growing up playing australian roots foot, football or soccer right and then yeah. they they channel it into punting so they're good athletes right and they've got uh, strong legs and then they develop the skill and you know, punting means. I mean, I think it's a you know it's the scoring being down is everything you just said. It's also that you know teams don't run the ball as much anymore. So the and the offensive lines, you know, defenses are got to built to stop passing games. Rod, as you said, the corners yeah. are better, and then they tried to weaponize their pass rushers. Right, everyone's trying to get two pass rushers or three and get after the quarterback to affect the passing game. And if you can't offset that with a good running game. You put your quarterback in a tough spot, especially when you're starting backup quarterbacks. Uh, all those things cascade. It's a great point, yeah. Rod. The scoring is down. And, uh, the NFL will do something about that, damn it. Yes, they will. Because <laughs> it, it, it's been down for the last like, three years, and it continues until the NFL will. I don't know what they're going to do drastically, but they'll do something. But they're hoping, naturally, it, it, this, this influx of young quarterback talent that's coming in, uh, with this draft, they're hoping that fixes it naturally and their quarterbacks are healthier. They might just go back to protecting the QBs because that's really – and I don't know if you can really do it, but they might go back to these exaggerated roughing the you know, passer oh, calls and, and some of that stuff really to create I, the halo around the quarterback. Yeah, because there are some bad games, and especially the primetime games because that's when the TV oh. networks start barking at them. And saying, the primetimes hey. are un- the unders right. are hitting, which right. is not good. And that's who's paying the freight for these billion-dollar contracts, yeah. and you, you we're getting bad games here, guys. Uh, so they're competitive, though. I mean, you had – I believe you had five games this past weekend that had oh, game-winning yeah. field goals, under, like walk-off field goal wins. Just because it's under doesn't mean it's not a good game. Yeah. Uh, but there also have been some that are just unwatchable. But that goes to the quarterback play typically. Yep. All right, there's Roz Rant, first of two. We'll get to more of that coming up, trends around the NFL, plus the uh, trash talk going on between the Longhorns and the, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, the Iowa State Cyclones. Really? Did I didn't say trash yes, talk. Yes, exactly. And, Cyclones, and they're the ones who are starting. It seems weird to say, but that's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, we'll also get some bullish or BS before the end of the hour. Also, starting the next hour, we'll talk to our buddy Mike Craven from Dave Campbell's Texas Football. His head's on a swivel, trying to figure out this coaching carousel, who's in, who's out. Jimbo Fisher was the first, but there could be more coaching change or a lot of coaching change coming out around the Big 12 and around the state of Texas. We'll talk to Craven. Lot to do. Glad you're with us. Get you up over the hump on a Wednesday. Hook them up. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Around a bullish or BS before the top of this hour. 
including a guy who was headed to rehab and had wanted to have one last hurrah, Rod. We'll see if we're bullish or BS on his Ooh, antics. Sometimes, yeah, that can go wrong, though. It no can way. go wrong. Yeah, you uh, get too crazy before you go to rehab. Yes. I get it. I understand it. One last hurrah. Oh. I got details. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's also apparently not November the 15th is uh, National Clean Out Your Fridge Day. So, you know, I want to clean out the fridge if you oh. haven't done that in a while. Did that last week. There you go. Oh, You're yeah. just ahead of the curve, Rod. Well, no, we had to get a new – we had to get another fridge. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know, when you get kids. Oh, a second get, fridge. You had to get a second fridge. So then we cleaned out the old fridge with the second oh, yeah, did fridge. That, did that so one go in the garage? garage yeah. yeah, got the garage fridge. Now you got the, the beer fridge slash, you know, that's milk in there. It's come full circle on that, Rod. You had Because we had at one point a garage fridge and a freezer for meat. Oh, uh, yeah. That might be coming, too. Now we're one fridge. Exactly. We're one you, you pull a circle? <laughs> yeah. Pull a circle, man. We're one fridge. But, yeah, we had the, uh, the garage oh, fridge man. and next to it a little freezer to put some. Because, you know, we're cooking for three kids, man. You got you to gotta go to the you gotta, yeah, you, Sam's, You're buying bulk, baby. Bulk. Oh, yeah. I've been hanging Freeze out at Costco more. I oh, had, yeah. had my first Costco trips. There you go. Been, yeah, man. It's, it's all coming, right? It's all coming. Yeah, I so clean it. out that fridge and get ready. <laughs> Probably a good time because you've got Thanksgiving coming. So clean it out now. And you're going to have room for all those leftovers next Thursday and Ooh, Friday. You're going right? to need it. You're going to need, need it. it. Uh, all right. What were you going to say, T.Y.? T.Y. I need to clean out my fridge very badly. Yeah, do so that. It gives me an excuse do to that. do it today. So thank you. When was the last time done. you cleaned out your fridge, Ty? Like Ooh. four months ago, probably. Suit. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> a, months ago. Well, well, Ty cooks a lot, so I'm sure his fridge is more is clean true, than though. some bachelors yeah, would be. Uh, Ty does cook. Maybe not. Not so much. Maybe not. Maybe not. Hey, by the way, as you cook, do you clean as you cook? I That's tr- a big deal. I sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes. I clean I, as I cook. I because I don't like stacks of stuff no. at the end. We, we have I a one to... like if if it's, there's no problem if you as long as you clean off all the food off the plates and and pots and pans and stuff and then put it in the sink. You can you can put it in the dishwasher the next. Yeah, day. you have roommates. You've got to have a one day like rule. I like, I like the that. one-day rule. That's fair. Okay, so, um, uh, Rod, we've got Bullish or BS yes. for the top of the hour. And Mike Craven will join us, and we'll talk about uh, the Jimbo Fisher contract and who's next. It's getting it's, – it's that season. Every name is, is out there. I saw where Teddy Lehman – you know, Teddy Lehman played mm-hmm. – he was playing yeah. linebacker at Oklahoma when you were playing oh, in yeah. Texas. Yeah. He does a radio show now up in, uh, in Oklahoma City. <laughs> he said he thinks – you know, he went into this thing about it. they did it now for a reason because they know who they want, and that's possible. But then he predicted that the next coach at A&M would be Lincoln Riley. <laughs> right, I'm like, what? No, what you, are you talking about? Can I give you a name I heard yesterday? No. Davo Swinney is a name now, that I heard is popular among the those who bought yeah. out Jimbo Fisher like Davo Swinney. Okay, this is, Davo Swinney, listen, I understand the name, and you're right. That is really interesting. This is why I don't like Davo for the Aggies. And I'm, I'm talking as an Aggie sympathizer, not a longhorn talking about the Aggies. So this is not being, me being sarcastic here. He is so anti-NIL, and he's so anti-transfer Yeah, you're, you're, you're stepping back in time with him. Yes. You're drafting a dinosaur, potentially. Yes, like he is not. And I, hiring. I understand. And even Sarkis said, I don't agree with all this stuff. But, hey, you know what I mean? Don't hate the player. hate the game. I have to embrace it because this is the modern era of now college sports. And Dabo doesn't – he hasn't embraced it. He's, but but he fits the conservative profile of a lot of people at A and M support right. the program and what, whatever side you know that's not a political statement that's just who he is. No, I agree. Man. Uh, he would fit man. the culture very well, but also, you know, maybe he's anti NIL because at Clemson he doesn't have the sugar daddies he would have at Texas A and M. You know what I mean? Could, it's one thing true. to complain about it if I don't have the horses, you know, I don't have the big bankers and oil guys and you know Texas guys. Maybe again, I'm not saying Davos Winnie because that could be just as crazy as saying Lincoln Riley as Teddy Lehman. But that's a name I heard yesterday from someone who's who keeps up with these things. Because uh, and it would fit. And I do agree with Teddy Lehman and others who say they did it now because they they need to get something done and they kind of know who they're leaning towards. They're going to go after. 
because um, you wouldn't have moved moved on when you did. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of people say, well, why would you do it after you won a game? Look, this decision was made the Thursday before at that Board yeah. of Regents meeting. No matter what happened against Mississippi State, they were doing this. Yeah. They, 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 were, they, they had made their mind. And Ross Bjork said we, yeah. the decision was made after the old Miss loss. Exactly. I was saying they made their mind up a while and ago. And then they had a Board of Regents meeting that Thursday. To confirm it. And that's when the Board of Regents rubber-stamped the deal and Ross Bjork presented, okay, we got $20 million coming from boosters. We'll buy them out. Uh, and that's why. So, no, no what, everything Saturday was formality. It didn't matter that they crushed Michigan State or Mississippi State. Uh, and, by the way, in the SEC this week, Rod, it is that week. Now, there's a couple of decent games. And Longhorn fans better get used to this at least for one year because this is that zero week they play where they all drop down a level and get that week 12 game because they only play eight conference games. You know, we told you Georgia plays Tennessee and Dolly Parton will be there. Florida plays Missouri, which should be a blowout. Uh, Kentucky and South Carolina play. But then LSU plays Georgia State. Arkansas is playing FIU. Uh, Auburn plays New Mexico State. Some of these are shameful. Ole Miss playing UL Monroe. That'd be a fun game. Is who can keep it within the number? A and M plays <laughs> Abilene Christian. Like who can keep it? Who can keep? Who can cover? Which one of these teams can hey, cover? Alabama's playing Tennessee Chattanooga. Uh, yeah, A and M plays Abilene Christian. Remember them when they beat Texas in basketball? That was bad. Shaka Smart. Ugh. Yeah. ACU. Uh, all right, so that's that week. There's some pretty good games in college football, but obviously Texas and Iowa State will be the one we will be most focused on. But we'll talk to Mike Craven, senior writer at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. He's got his head on a swivel for all these things because, look, what if, what if they hire Jeff Trailer? What about Dave Aranda? You know, how does the dominoes fall in the state of Texas? Because okay. there could be a lot of change coming, Rod. Yep. Uh, I mentioned the other day, uh, Rhett Lashley, the coach at SMU, is getting interest in the – because the recruiting cycle is churning now. Um, it's moving. So agents are working, deals are being cut, back-channel conversations are being had. Uh, so we'll talk to Craven about what he's hearing around the state of Texas because there will be uh, impact, and especially whoever A&M, if A&M hires will start another domino. There you go. Uh, if, they la- if they land a coach here uh, coming up. But we'll keep an eye on that with Mike Craven. Also, bullish or BS, we're talking uh, trash talk and doing – Iowa State players trash talking, Rob. This is like this is unprecedented. Uh, it is unprecedented. I don't like I said. I still don't understand the motivation. And this young man, maybe like I said, maybe he's really confident in himself, and maybe he's confident in their game plan. But I would not, if I was going up against the best D tackle, <laughs> arguably in the country, or the best D tackle room in the country. All right, here's a bullish or BS. Um, I got a couple for you. Okay, so we know that Sauce Gardner is awesome. Right? He's all pro as a rookie. Sure. First all pro as a rookie defensive back since Ronnie Lott. Um, so he's got a lot of street cred. Well, he lost a little street cred. Oh, yeah, Sauce. Yeah, with the, with the Jets fans because he tweeted out just yesterday. This is what he tweeted out yesterday. I just tried New York pizza for the first time. Don't do it. Dot, dot, dot. It's fire. How long has he been? Oh, I thought he was gonna say he didn't like it. No, he loves it. He okay, loves good, it. good. I he thought loves he, it. that would have been cancel culture. And, he, and he's from <laughs> he's from he's from Detroit, basically. I believe, like around that area, right? He's from like a Detroit area, somewhere around there, if I'm not mistaken, yep. right? Went Is to it, Cincinnati for college, right? I of believe course. so. Uh, so obviously, there's different pizzas. I, I lived in Detroit. They love their Detroit style pizza. I lived in Chicago. They love their Chicago style pizza. Um, if you're in the town, though. Which do you prefer? What are you more bullish on? Oh, New on? York style pizza is better, in my opinion. I even eat down here, I eat New York style pizza before I eat. Uh, with v, uh, what was it? Via 313? Via 313 has the Detroit, Detroit style, style pizza. The Chicago style. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. I like my, I like, you know, I like New well, York and style and pizza. Via 313 and the Detroit style, what, that's, that 
that's like so the rectangle deep. pizza, yeah, right? And it's so deeper and deep thicker. And thick, yeah. And it's then not, if you get Chicago style, man, that's got thicker. That's like a piece like of a meal. You get it's one like, and you're done. You might need a utensil in that thing. Well, and the reason picture. New York style pizza is what it is, right? Is you're typically walking and you just grab it and you can fold it and eat it on the run. But what is that? Is is because people you are calling slice. out people are calling out Sauce Gardner for being there for more. This is his second season with the New York Jets, and he's trying New York pizza for the first time. Is that a reason to lose a little street cred? You sh- I will admit, you probably should have tried it within your first year there. I would be surprised if you hadn't. <laughs> it's, the, it's everywhere. Like you said, you can't go anywhere in New oh, York okay. City without a slice of pizza being sold yeah, it's somewhere. In your face. There were hot dogs and yeah. pizza slices. So he never he – never, it's crazy, Nate, but he loves it, though. So get Good off him. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, I mean, he's going to get canceled. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he, he's smarter than that. But this is a weird one, too. Okay, so Jamison Williams. He is the receiver for the Detroit Lions. So we're talking about Detroit. From Alabama, of course. He's got a strange food uh, choice and preference. Apparently, he likes McDonald's. But when he's at McDonald's, he puts a McFlurry on his cheeseburger. That's ice cream. Before he eats it. That's gross. That's disgusting. That is, that's like ice cream, right? That's like a shake, ice cream yeah. thing deal, like a frosty. Yeah, he, he tweeted out a picture of him. He pours it on his cheeseburger? On his cheeseburger. Now, I have seen people who like Wendy's Frosties dip the fries That's in the Frosties. Yes, in the shake. I've That's like a savory, that. salty combo yes. thing deal. I could see that. But this is, you're right, this is disgusting and deplorable. First of all, I only like white stuff like that, so it's gross. Like condiments. That's not a condiment. That's a dessert. But Still, you don't like that either. Still, it's white and liquid-ish. I can't do it. But can't do it. That's a that's that's an abomination, though. He should he should be canceled for that. That's terrible. That's like, terrible. McDonald's needs to call him out for that one. And well, then, I just ruins a good. I don't know if it's a good burger. It ruins a burger. Well, speaking of Sauce Gardner, he went to the University of Cincinnati, and I because I, I was about to get him because you, you ever had Cincinnati chili? Have you ever heard of that? What they put beans in? What's it? Like no, spaghetti. They, yeah, they take they take chili like you would make, and they do it because it's in the Midwest. They put beans on it in it, yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's like a regular chili bowl, and they put it on top of spaghetti noodles. Oh, I've never, I've never heard. It's the of weirdest that. thing. If you go to Cincinnati I've and order that, you'd be like, that. "What? This is what I'm getting? It's, it's so on, weird." Is that is that their version of chili? You said. Yes, it's more spaghetti with like a advanced sauce kind of thing. Oh, so it's sauce chili, garden. chili sauce. It's like a chili. It's, chilies, it's chili on my spaghetti, so it works as the sauce on my spaghetti. Yes. So you imagine your favorite, your favorite chili and just imagine spaghetti noodles. On some spaghetti noodles. That's it. That's Cincinnati chili. I don't know if that's terrible. I got to taste it, actually. It, it, it sounds I know. It weird. looks weird, but I, I, you know. I can see it working, though, with my the My mom right used chili. to put, like, elbow macaroni noodles into the chili, too, just to put some, some more starch in there yeah, yeah, yeah. to fill people up so you're just yeah. not, not plowing through the chili. My wife makes a good chili. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, because, yeah. like, like, you know, again, you're feeding kids and you're on a budget, baller on a budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're looking for some pasta in there. Yeah. And she would put those little white Irish potatoes in there, and Ooh. that was good. Damn. But then you come down here and you get crucified for doing stuff like that. I was like about to say, that's not, that's not even chili, really. She turns it into something else. Yeah, chili. <laughs> yeah, yeah chili, chili, chili is. The chili at Chili, Texas chili Parlor has been uh, dominating me for two days now. I had it on Sunday. And <laughs> How are you feeling? I've, I've been struggling. That's why I told you all I was feeling a little sick yesterday. And it's all the is it the spicy <laughs> part of the Texas Chili Parlor it's, chili. I had the 3x chili with the Ooh. steak and enchilada combo with a baked potato. Oh, okay. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Good Dude, Lord. My 50 year old stomach is like already oh. hurling just hearing so, that. You you went the three the, the three was it so it's three hot triple alarm chili triple alarm chili yeah with I, the enchiladas. And then I didn't eat anything until I had Gaddy's pizza last night. Oh, did wings. you have a salad with this thing? 
Uh, no, no. I, 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 <laughs> no greens, no, no vegetables. Greens. By all means, There's no. some chives in the baked potato. Oh, oh, the onions get you. You got to have some vegetables, man. You got to have some, a salad before that meal would help you out. That It really would. All right, that's not as gross as what uh, Jameson wow. Williams does with his McFlurry. Yeah, but man. Um, yeah, that's, that's unacceptable. That's, that's bad use of hamburger, and it's bad use of Come on. ice cream. Yeah, because your burger only has a cer- certain lifespan, right? <laughs> it's not a shelf life for your burger. It's got what? A burger is good for what? seven, eight minutes after it's made, after that, it starts to deteriorate quick, yeah. right? And you got to eat that burger. So now you're going you're gonna to increase basically the, uh, the deterioration of, yeah, uh, of the burger by throwing some cold ice cream on it. Wonder if he, uh, whatever, wonder if one, one point he accidentally spilled his McFlurry on his cheeseburger and just exactly, ate it anyhow. I was like, exactly. damn, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> oh, he does it. You know what? Hey, happy accident. We will come back and uh, have some more bullish or BS, including the guy who was headed to rehab and wanted one fly on horizon. Kind of sounds like Ty. I'm sure he's going to salute <laughs> this guy. Uh, we'll also uh, talk to Mike Craven next hour, senior writer Dave Campbell's Texas Football, my co-host on the Eyes on Texas Multicast. He will talk all things coaching carousel and the Longhorns matchup with Iowa State. Uh, we roll on. It took him up with Ian Rod B. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Bullish for BS time on Hook Em Up. By the way, our friend Quan Cosby, lifetime Longhorn, in the Longhorn Hall of Honor as of this hey. year. Uh, the Quan, of course, played in the NFL after he started at Texas and played with the Bengals for a while, so he knows of Skyline slash Cincinnati Chili Rod, who oh, we're talking about. Yeah. And said, it's, it's horrible. Eat and walk straight to the restroom. They put cinnamon and chocolate in it. <laughs> cinnamon and chocolate? Yeah, they, some people like that on their Skyline Chili. Some people don't know what the hell they're doing when they come Like, if you're cinnamon. in Cincinnati, you call it Skyline Chili. If you're in outside, you can call it Cincinnati Chili. No, it's that's terrible. Gross. That's, that's just, I, I can't believe that. Uh, Ty, we have some breaking news. Can you hit the breaking Uh-oh. news sounder, please? Breaking news sounder. Uh-oh. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson will undergo season-ending surgery on a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. He will miss the rest of the season. Oh, man. Yeah, Browns just had, came off a big win, too. They did. Uh, they went and, over the Raiders. And I'll give Deshaun this. He, he, I watched most of that game. Tough he, it out. He hurt his ankle early in the game, rolled it, and then rolled it again, and he toughed it out and led them to the win uh, at Baltimore. But they apparently had a shoulder injury. They did a, a deeper MRI this week and discovered the broken bone. Uh, so Deshaun Watson out for the Cleveland Browns, and that's obviously that division is Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, that's tough. So that breaking news just coming down uh, from the NFL. Uh, all right, Rod, wow. bullish or BS on this uh, guy that was headed to rehab. Um, you know he's gonna, he's going to go get his life cleaned up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is all on video too, oh, so I will have no. to put this out. Uh, you know he he was taking a you know he's he here's what he did. He taunted a bison at Yellowstone National Park. Okay. See? (laughs) Come on, man. Talking about failing the idiot test. Yes. Um, So the bison proves to be – because I've been around these these sometimes. Working up at the ranch in Wyoming, Rod, you'll see these bison. Come on, dude. Uh, To Buffalo, essentially. Uh, The Buffalo, though, the bison proves to be smarter, realizes that the man is dumb and not worth his energy and calmly walks away. Raymond Reinke has been sentenced to 130 days in jail. He was drunk at the time. But he said this was his last hurrah. He was going to rehab. They were having one last, you know, drunken, drunken uh, stupor and uh, decided then he wanted to get out of his car at Yellowstone mm. and taunt the bison. And taunt the bison. 
How'd that work out for him? Might be like uh, this offensive lineman for the Iowa State Cyclones, right? Yeah. What are we doing? Tavondre Sweats, your blocking assignment. Yeah, poking the bear, poking the bison. What are you <laughs> doing that for? Poking the bear is like taunting the bison. It's just not, not a good idea. And, you know. Don't do it. You know, the, and the bison, he's, what do you weigh, about 2,500 pounds? Come on, Could dude. have smashed him into the uh, cliff there at uh, Yellowstone National Park. This he took not, the, he turned the other cheek and said, oh, this guy's drunk, I'm out of oh, here. Oh, really? The bison did not? Yeah, he just calmly walked away. Wow. He's like, this isn't worth time. my time. Wasn't even worth his, <laughs> not even worth his effort. Bison did what it, Yeah, man, y'all going to learn about, uh, people go to these national parks and they do some weird, crazy stuff when and they I, encounter animals. And here's what I love about 2023 like, is on, that. People. That according to NBC News, uh, nobody got out to try to stop the guy. They just started got their cameras out, and up. everybody recorded it. That's what happens these days. Nobody calls the police. They just get the camera out like, all right, I'll have a record of it. When you get killed or gored, I'll have a record of it right here. I'm going I'll, viral. I'll go. Yeah, exactly. I'm sitting at TMZ, make some bread. Yeah, that's where we are, unfortunately. Now, listen, I'm not uh, you know, if there's a drunk guy trying to harass a bison into a fight. Yeah, but somebody. I'm probably not getting out of my car either. No, but you can at least try to call the authority. I'm sure somebody did. I used to yell at them to get back in the car. Man, y'all gonna learn. Said gonna learn. All right. Well, I don't you know what? Nature. I'm gonna keep an eye on this, sir. If that guy comes out of rehab, a changed man, and he didn't lose his life because that bison turned the other cheek, then that's a good lesson learned. It's a great lesson learned because it could have went all types of bad. Man. <laughs> it could have been really all bad. All types of bad, man. That could have been ugly. Ugly. Mm-hmm. All right, bullish or BS. Uh, Bullish or BS? I had a couple. We can get some more inside. We'll get to them. Well yeah. stuck to Mike Craven. Uh, we'll have that. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, Craven has got uh, – he's working 13-hour days trying to keep up with the coaches, trying to figure out who's in, who's out. What about Baylor and Dave Aranda? What about Houston and Dana Holgerson? Is Jeff Trailer going to you know, be, be hired at A&M? Now that Jimbo Fisher is out, there's a lot oh, yeah. going on. Uh, we'll get to all of it with Craven coming up. Also, reset of your headlines. Yes, there is an Iowa State offensive lineman trash talking. Trash talking. Like straight trash, Rod. Times they have changed. Straight, straight trash homie. What is happening? Iowa State. Iowa State. No respect. No respect. We're back. <laughs> Hook them up with Ian Rodby.